Sometimes in climbing, we are giving it all we can. And other times, we have to take a look in the mirror and realize that if we truly care about accomplishing our goals, climbing certain grades, or being able to send our dream climbs, we have to take our approach to training and climbing and nutrition more seriously. And more seriously doesn't necessarily mean spend more time or quit having a social life, but it does mean being exceptionally intentional with the time and energy you are spending on improving your climbing. So in this episode, we're giving you some tough love and talking you through 10 signs that it might be time to take your climbing and training more seriously. So sit back, relax, you're listening to The Average Climber Podcast. Caitlin, are you uh, ready to bring the heat with another fun fact? Because your last one was <laughs> the one about the buttloads of wine was like so good. Do you feel stressed about living up to that one? I really do. It was a <laughs> whopper of a joke. Caitlin I, is holding we up both snickered. Candy. <laughs> oh my God, I hate you. Are you just, <laughs> this isn't even coming out around Halloween. <laughs> We're just doing Halloween candy puns. Um, well, I'm just playing like, a Twix on you. <laughs> oh my God, I hate her. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have this bag of candy next to me that my mom sent me and... I love these bags of candy, but there's no almond joy in it. How can I feel joy without almond joy? You're the okay. you're you like <laughs> almond joys? Yes. Well, I like mounds better because it's dark chocolate and then coconut. Mm, okay, I feel well, so weird about coconut. Okay, well stuff. that sounds like a you problem. I mean, I you're know. right, but you can keep your coconut mac or mac or whatever's macaroons. Yep, that's fine. Or is it macaron? No, I don't know. Is the cookie it, sandwich? Is the co- well then? Who's the leader in Canada? Is that Macron? Macron? No, wait. You Ma- mean France? France? God. President well, Macron? anyways, President Macron. I get the. That's a butcher name. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'm ready for this fun fact. <laughs> okay, tell me the fun fact, and let's ignore my uh struggles <laughs> of world politics and who's president of what. Oh boy. Um, okay. Perfect. Someone French is going to come into our. Uh... <laughs> And I'm going to be like, comments. catch me on Duolingo. I'm trying to learn. Okay. We're trying over here. Um, <laughs> okay. So unlike last time's fun fact, this one is a big downer fact, but I found it fascinating. So I wanted to share it today. Okay. So this is a bummer <laughs> fact. Go a on. Bummer fact. <laughs> okay. Would Let me ask you a question. Would you ever eat uncooked beans? Like, if I needed to, to live. Guess what? Don't. Maybe. You might die. What? So. (laughs) Excuse me? Have you ever heard either in, like, the media or from some doctors who claim that they're nutrition experts when they're not? Have you ever heard them talk about lectins? Uh, I've heard this word before, yes. But I haven't heard these people talk. Because if they're talking, I usually go, la, la. And then I correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, turns out, so there there's a lot of information out there about lectins being beneficial, but for some people they may not be all that great. But the most important thing to be wary of is raw or undercooked 
beans. And I found a really fascinating paper about this. And what? Apparently, there, <laughs> there are incidents of people dying from <gasps> uncooked, undercooked, or raw beans because they weren't heated enough to break down this this lectin. So there between 1976 and 1989, which is a fun flavor for at the time this is being recorded tomorrow, T Swift's 1989 oh, TV yes. is coming out. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. Um, there have been 50 incidents in that window of suspected beans, specifically red kidney bean poisoning. Oh and, my god. Yeah, it can cause nausea, vomiting and diarrhea too and within an hour to 7 after 7 hours after you ingest it. But that's yeah, that's where it comes from. It's just if you eat undercooked beans, that could potentially be a problem. So cook your beans oh thoroughly. Oh my god. Make sure you, you know, they're thoroughly fully cooked before you consume. Does this count them. for all legumes? Yes, technically. Some beans have more lectins in them than others. It sounds like the red kidney beans are a real They're a real problem. But also beans and grains, undercooked, raw, uncooked, those are all the big problems. So I thought that was so fascinating, though. I'm I'm currently doing some research on lectins, and I found this to be really spooky because I've definitely had... I know I've had undercooked quinoa before. That could have been from another thing that's in quinoa called saponin, but I also think it could have been from lectins too. But I, yeah, I just thought this was really not a fun fact, but fascinating. So, so okay, not to get like really morbid about this, but like if you realize that this happened and you like, start feeling bad an hour after if you like go to the hospital maybe are you gonna be okay or like are you just fucked well i don't think it's like an immediate like okay eat raw beans dead like that's not <laughs> i don't know but it's like you get sick but you don't think you're sick enough to like need to go to the hospital but actually you definitely do yeah like some people some people can get very sick and there's probably instances of this without you realizing it um, or like a lot of people, yeah, if you if you have these symptoms, but I think in some cases it can be quite extreme. And this is especially true in people who maybe might be more sensitive to gut concerns. But I yeah, I I just was really, really interested wow. in this because like, you know, in grad school I learned about lectins and I think largely I've been on the side of like they have benefits because I'm not going to go around telling people like be afraid of lectins, of beans and and grains and all these things that are actually really helpful for you. Like I'm not around here to spread that false information. And I, I think this just makes me feel more neutral about it now where I can be like, yeah, make sure they're cooked enough. That's that's oh my it. God. That is, well, that's upsetting. I am going to change <laughs> the subject now. Um, Please. And I'm going to read our very nice review of the week. Cook your fucking beans, people. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, okay, well, I'm going to have to, you might be banned from fun facts for the next episode. I'm going to come hey. up with something really fun. Okay, so well, fun. I can never come back from the buttload no, but fun loads fact. Of wine. No, so that's never. 
Don't worry. I have you more have that I could save. You just take a quick left? Okay. Yeah. But, like, I'll do one that's fun. It'll be, like, about butterflies or something. I don't know. Keep with it'll the be, butts. It'll um... be cute. Um, okay. All right. So, now I'm going to read our review. Great. Please do. This is from Rosie. Thank you so much, Rosie, for this lovely review. Um, I'm so excited to read it. Okay. So, this review is titled, Who Knew We Need a Podcast for the Non-Elite? Yeah. I love that title. Yeah. Oh, that, is, that is the best. Okay. So, Rosie says, we all feel inspired by the feats of the top 1% in our sport. But what's even more inspiring is learning perspectives and actionable items for mere mortals who want to progress in their sport. Lauren and Caitlin drop serious climbing training and nutrition knowledge and inspiration that all of us can learn from. They're not afraid to tackle sensitive topics, which we are all thinking about. They help the listener digest the mountains of information out there, which helps the listeners figure out what they actually need to focus on to level up their game. These professionals are grounded in science and speak from years of coaching and consulting experience. And oh, by the way, it's an absolute hoot to listen to this pod. There's nothing better than belly laughing while I'm doing my morning exercise routine. Keep it coming, ladies. Aw, uh, thanks so much, Rosie. I'm so excited to send you a sticker. Um, speaking of, if you're like, well, I would like a sticker, perfect. All you have to do is leave us a review um, on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, then we'll, and we read it out loud, you just send us an email. Um, there's a link in the show notes to where to send the email. Um, and I will personally mail you a sticker, um, which is fun. So that's how you do that. Um, and then also, if you're a Spotify user, if you're an Android person, um, leave us a rev- you can leave us a review on Spotify. You just go to the show page, hit the number of stars you think we deserve. Um, we really appreciate that. The reviews help us out. A ton. Caitlin, what else can people do to support our average cause? Well, Lauren, I'm glad you asked. We have (laughs) a Patreon, which is a really helpful way. uh, What what would we call it? Listener-supported crowdfunding? (laughs) Yes, yes, because we have to pay for things to do this show. Yes, Um, we pay Josh and um, our mascot, Stubby the Corgi. Yeah, Uh, he's got to (laughs) eat. That little dog's got to eat. Uh, so you know, if you want to, su- so if you want to support us with just a sliver of your time, review is great. Or if you want to support us monetarily, Patreon. Um, so there you have it. Um, and one more, yes. tell your friends. Tell your when you're friends. Driving in the car, just be like, oh, I really, I heard this really cool podcast, and just pop it on, and yeah, have some really fun discussions, and also belly laughs. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, so thank, yeah. Thank you, Rosie, for that, saying that. Yes. So tell your friends. Send them this episode. If you and your friends are like, maybe we should train. Uh, maybe this will be a good episode to listen to if you're trying to figure that <laughs> out. So sp- speaking of, um, allow me to introduce the topic of the today, um, which I think is, you know, timely. I feel like towards the end of the year, we all start reflecting on what went well over the last year and what we want to do differently as the new year um, approaches. So totally. this this episode is about 10 things, 10 signs that you need to take your training and or your nutrition a little more seriously. So Caitlin's going to be telling us the five signs that maybe it's time to step up your nutrition game. And I'm going to be telling you five signs that it might be time to take your training um, to the next level um, or get started with training. So this is either for you if you've trained before or if you have not. Um, We're kind of coming at it from the how to tell if it's time to shake things up and buckle down a little bit. Yeah, take a different approach. Take a different approach, (laughs) do something different, switch it up, yada, yada. So, or just, you know, go a little harder in the paint, if you will. So we're each gonna, yeah. Caitlin, do you, do you want to kick it off with your number five? Since I've been 
chatting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can kick us off. I think mine <laughs> as with some nutrition things, um mine might be a little bit more s- somber. Um <laughs> What's it was new? just like I'm bringing it down today. Yeah, sorry, I'm showing up as the bummer co-host today. Um, but I do think that in nutrition there are some really key signs when, like, maybe there's not an underlying problem, maybe there's not something to do with your health that's worth addressing, but maybe it's just that you have some signs and symptoms that would be a really good indicator to make some changes in your nutrition Mm. or to start focusing on it more with more intention. So my number five is if you're sore all the time, if you're not seeing results, uh, if you're feeling like you have some muscle atrophy, Mm. um, basically in this, in this, uh, number five, I'm not saying it's the least important, but it is a low-hanging fruit for a lot of people. So if you have prolonged or slow recovery after your climbing sessions, and this is particularly when it comes to muscle soreness and fatigue, this Mm -hmm. can indicate a lack of proper nutrition. So maybe you're not consuming enough calories. Maybe you're not getting enough protein. Um, but all of your nutrients, like, you know, all of your macros, protein, carbohydrates, and fat play a key role. So do these essential vitamins and minerals and in your recovery. So if you notice a reduction also in your muscle mass, because I know I mentioned muscle atrophy, um, or your strength, this could also be a big sign of inadequate nutrition. So interesting. Caitlin, would you also say that if like motivating yourself to do your sessions, like if you always feel tired or you're always like a little apathetic about going to like do your thing, that's a good sign that perhaps you're in need of a nutrition tune up? I'm going to pause you right there because we're going to go (laughs) down this road. (laughs) Okay, this is funny. I kind of want to tell you what my number five is. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Because we kind of are like saying the same thing. Amazing. Um, What's new? (laughs) My number five sign that you maybe need to do a better job with your training or take your training more seriously is that you're like constantly struggling with injury. Oh, yeah, which is like maybe a surprising one for people. And I, I debated putting this like at the bottom. Honestly, I think all of these are important, but I just I know it's hard to put these in. I reordered these like four or five times, but whatever. (laughs) So did I. I can't decide. (laughs) Like I don't know. But if you're constantly struggling with injury, like to everything to Caitlin's point, like if you're, you know, everything Caitlin said about like nutrition and your recovery, totally true. The other thing is that if your training is not making you stronger, not like helping you get generally strong. And frankly, if it doesn't include like progressively overloaded strength work um, off the wall, that is a problem, especially if you are someone that gets injured. Um, Another thing is that if you are constantly struggling with injury, it could be that your training load is not, your training load and volume is not well managed and you might be doing too much Um, or too much of things that you don't need to be doing and so that's a good sign that you need to like take a hard look at what your training looks like because if you're constantly just like I'll just keep going until I drop dead um and then I'll take (laughs) half of a rest day where I go on a gigantic hike and then I'll just do that again and then be like why do I feel bad surprise surprise! or you just have no idea how much you're doing so you like aren't managing it at all that's a great sign that maybe like following a training plan that's progressive safe makes sense helps you get stronger etc um and you know is full of the things you need but not a bunch of extra shit that you don't 
Um, so yeah, that's our number five. Um, if you feel so, basically, if your body feels crappy <laughs> and you feel tired and achy, your training and nutrition could probably use some work. Um, yeah, big time. Big yeah, time. I, also I probably that... your sleep. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there are a lot of indicators. I think and that's why it's so hard to like parse it down into just Mm -hmm. these five, but also to put them in a specific order, because I really think that depending on who you are, where you're at, like you might feel each of these signs differently. Like this, our Mm -hmm. number fives could be your number ones, you know, like that could be like, Oh, I really don't want to be sore because that's impacting how much I can train or like I'm, I'm getting injured. So I can't train. Like if that's a really Mm -hmm. big concern for you, because it, you prioritize getting better, getting stronger, wanting to feel good in the gym, then like, there you have it. There's your answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also it's like, it's kind of like if you feel like you're in the yo-yo, I feel like a lot of people do this. It's like this yo-yo effect where Mm. they'll like go really hard at their training, then get hurt, then stop. And then they're just like constantly oscillating between like feeling good, ready to train, doing XYZ, feeling bad again, taking too much rest and just not like, yeah. And I think a lot of times not to, you know, throw stretching under the bus because I think stretching is awesome. I think getting more mobile is awesome. But a lot of times people will be like, oh, I feel under recovered or I keep getting injured. You know what I need is a bunch of stretchy band exercises and Mm. to um, sit in a cold plunge and then sit in a hot tub and then sit in a sauna and I need to get massages and I need to do all this stuff. And I'm like, are you even eating enough? And what the fuck is going on with your training volume? Like, let's start there and worry about foam rollers later. (laughs) Right. Like before you kind of go for like the wumbo parts of healing and wellness, like get your foundation underneath you. You can't build a house on top of dirt. Right. Or you shouldn't. (laughs) acupuncture and like things like that that make you feel good and all of that is like the icing on top of recovery it's bonus wellness it's bonus yeah that's bonus stuff but if you're like i think we said this a thousand times but it's like if your food training volume sleep and stress and stress are not dealt with or are not like managed in some way Mm -hmm. then like the fucking little massage tool that you're using on your back is like nothing <laughs> like that's not yeah to resolve it. so okay should we move on to our number four caitlin what's number, your number four, four is very on theme which i think is hilarious <laughs> so my number four is frequent illness or injury <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> okay well we covered it but yes <laughs> we did but i think in this like you know Poor nutrition, that is to say nutrition that's not supporting your basic needs, but also your performance needs can really weaken the immune system. And this Mm. makes climbers more susceptible to illnesses and injuries. So if someone finds themselves getting sick really frequently with like random colds or flus or these like random things that no one else seems to be getting or they're experiencing injuries more often than usual, it may be a sign that it's time to reevaluate the diet. Yeah. Well, I agree. And as someone that has a cold that I've been like trying to fight back and is sending you my nutrition log, I'm like, I wonder if you're going to be like, well, got it. That's why. (laughs) There we go. Well, but here's the thing that's crazy to me because I feel like in instances when my nutrition was not 
appropriately matched to my lifestyle, I always seemed like sick or had worse allergies or felt like tweaks were popping up here and there. Like I'd wake up and I'd have a crook in my neck and be like, what the hell is happening? And my parents would be like, you're you're too young for that to be happening. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know, but like, what's going on? And then I would go to the acupuncturist. Then I would go to my chiropractor. Then I would go and try and do all these like meditation and Reiki. Like I would do anything to feel better. And then now in hindsight, I'm like, bitch, you just were not eating enough. What is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm not that aggressive, but it's just funny to think back. Yeah. Like the things that you approach when like, it's so clear what actually needs to happen. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Okay. Well, so yes. yes. What's your number four, Lauren? Let's see. Okay. So my number four is that maybe you need to take things more seriously or switch things up. If what you're doing feels stagnant, stale, or like you are just going through the motions. Um, Mm. Let me caveat this because there's like definitely multiple types of people. Some of y'all have never stayed consistent with something for long enough to actually get bored. Um, So this is a caveat here. Sometimes the feeling of like, if you're new to training, the feeling of doing the same strength session six weeks in a row when you're used to like going to a group fitness class where it's something new and exciting and different every time, that might feel boring to you. That is not the stagnant overleave routine that I am talking about. Um, and also, I think part of our duty as rock climbers in improving is like learning to dig in and stick with stuff and find nuance in what feels like overly routine. That said, if you feel like you have actually grinded it out and like stuck with something, you know, stuck with anything for like, I usually just say like eight to 12 weeks generally, if you feel like you've like actually stuck to the thing or if you've been, you know, like training a certain way for multiple training cycles and you're like, I feel like I just am going through the motions and like something needs to change or I need to switch something up, that is what I'm talking about. Or you've never trained before and you're like, I just go to the gym and I hop on some climbs and then I maybe do some random pull-ups at the end. Or sometimes my friend is like, let's do some abs. Like if that's what's going on too, that could be a sign that you're like, just kind of like going through the motions um, and not doing anything intentional. So there's kind of a couple of flavors to this. I'm not saying that like, if you're bored, always switch it up. I am saying that sometimes you need to like, think about like, okay, actually it is time to change. Like I'll give you an example. When I first started training, I was leveraging like the rock climbers training manual. And I probably went through like two or three training cycles with that before I was like, you know, I like want to try a different style or a different thing. Right. So like I had like done the thing and then I was like, I am bored and like detached from this and I need to like switch it up. Right. Hmm. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like you need to like see through the whole process that you've set out on. But if that's like really once you've done that, you're like, I'm just not engaged with this. It's time to like time to switch shit up. So, Caitlin, does that make sense? Do you kind of like see the nuance there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Maybe this will help me understand a little more because I I understand what you're saying. But I'm wondering if there's like a moment when you can distinguish like is something maybe there's like three flavors is something boring is it not like the right thing for me Mm -hmm. or is it 
that I haven't given it enough time to work. Like, I think that's something that I hear a lot. I've certainly struggled with that too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I know that I need to be consistent, but at what point do I realize like, Hey, this is just not for me. Like it's not engaging versus like, it's just straight up boring and I don't want to do it. Like, I feel like those feel different to me. Right. And I think it depends on like the thing, right? Like if someone Mm -hmm. was just like, like, for example, I'll get, I get this all the time. Sport climbers that are like relatively new to climbing that are just like, I just really don't want to boulder ever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's just like never going to work. That's fun. <laughs> right? Nice try. Like, they'll like try like the boulder session a couple times. They're just like, I really don't like this. Can we just do this all on ropes? And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. teach you how to like boulder. So it kind of depends on like what it is that you don't like about it. Where if yeah. it was something like smaller, where it's just like someone's like, hey, I really, I'm just like not vibing on barbell work right now. It's like, okay, well, we can strength train with like kettlebells or dumbbells or something else. Or like, what mm, yeah. is a, like, what is it about it that's like not working? Because like at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, it's like you got to strength train, you got to try hard moves, you got to challenge your work capacity, you got to do some endurance. But it's like, what's not working about it? Is it that like, yeah, you don't like going to this climbing gym that you have to go to to get to use the campus board and you'd rather like not go there because it's a longer commute. Like, I just feel like it's so nuanced, like totally like what Mm -hmm. about it's not working um, that it's kind of hard to say. But so I think like when you're coming to this point, I think you need to like really dig deep and ask yourself, like, what about this do I not like or what about this is feeling like mundane to me? And maybe, you know, if the point is like, develop your skills at XYZ and you're just like, I've just been doing the same drill for 12 weeks and I'm just sick of this drill and I'm like walking through the motions. There's probably another drill that tackles like a similar thing or comes at it from a different angle that would be good where you're still like approaching the problem you need to solve or the thing you need to get better at, but it just like switches it up, right? So it's kind of like... It's yeah, I guess like to go keep going with the strength training example, it's like there's multiple ways to get better at squatting. There's a thousand different ways you can squat, right? Yeah. All that's kinds fair. of different flavors of squatting. So it's like in like a you know, insert this analogy wherever, but it's like if one way is just I don't know, like for whatever reason you feel like you've stagnated, whatever, it's like you still need to get stronger at insert thing here. We'll just keep going with the squat example. But maybe it's like you got to switch the implement or switch up your tempo or whatever. And this applies to things beyond strength training. I'm just talking about it from a strength training perspective. So it's kind of hard. It's definitely not like an exact thing, but I think you need to stick with something and try it out um, for, I would say whatever it is you're doing, try it for like at least four to six sessions. And then if you're still really like, Oh my God, I hate this so much. Like figure out why you hate it. And then figure out if there's like a different way that you can come at it to make it work better. Um, or if it's just clearly like logistically not working after two sessions, you're like, you know, you can fix it faster. Or you could be like, doing my hangboarding on this day is not working. I'm putting it over here and that's going to work better. Like feel yeah, free to experiment. But yeah, that's so one of my athletes uh, yesterday in our coaching call asked me, they're like, how do you decide if it's a plateau or if you need to like stick with it? And it's like, it's really hard to say. Um, yeah, that's a difficult question to answer, which is like kind of what we're getting at here. But hopefully these examples and me talking about this will help you give you some tools to differentiate between like, I'm just bored and I need to grind it out or 
it's like really time because I'm like disengaged and like burnt out on this way of doing things and I need to switch it up. So that yeah. makes sense. I feel like yeah. I've felt it from the opposite side sometimes where like, let me give you an example. Um, last year I, or two years ago, you gave me this like slam dunk of a plan. I was so <laughs> stoked on it. I had it memorized and then we switched it and it was a totally different focus. And I was like, uh, it's like it went from feeling really good. I don't really want to progress. <laughs> well, it was like, uh, too much change. Like I could not, I could not hang. So I think like that to me was like a really big indicator that it was like, okay, I was complacent <laughs> with what I was doing. But also I think there's a lot to be said too about like giving yourself a, a grace period to get used to something else or changing mm -hmm. it up or like giving something a chance because eventually it, it was fine. It's just like that initial yeah. period where I was like, I don't want to learn a new sequence. <laughs> oh yeah. I think like I always tell my athletes when we start a new training block, I'm like the first one or two like times you do each session, it will probably feel clunky and like take longer than it eventually will once you like get the flow of things but like you have to, I'm always like if we need to change it we totally will but like you have to give it a chance and like actually yeah. try um, yeah before we I like by that too switch, switch it up so yeah I think that's that's good cool well Caitlin what's your what's your number three my number three is something you already alluded to and that is <laughs> unexplained fatigue so when <laughs> Un I, quote unexplained yeah weird wonder why that's <laughs> happening but if you're feeling consistent fatigue even when you're like I slept eight to 12 hours last night this can be an indication of poor nutrition and with sleep especially like poor nutrition can affect sleep among a, num a number of other things so if you're an athlete who's constantly you know put training even if you're not like you know pushing your upper limits but if you're training you're expending energy you need to rest to recover but if you're not resting enough because you're not actually well rested because you're not eating enough like you can kind of see it's like root cause nutrition so yeah it's really important to consume enough food, make sure you're consuming nutrient dense food. That's, you know, foods with combinations of macros and or micronutrients. Uh, this will help provide the energy that you need for both physical activity, but also your everyday basic foundational tasks, like things that are happening that you're aware of, but also things mm -hmm. internally that are happening. So that's a really big one. Yeah, just that. Yeah, I feel like, so what are kind of some of the signs that you're, because some of us, I think, like, I remember, uh, I don't know, experiencing this or having someone talk about it where they're like, <laughs> where you're just like, I don't even remember the last time I, like, felt what having good energy all day yeah, was. Yeah, I don't know what it feels like to have energy at all, so no metric for that. <laughs> right, you're just like, I think I'm fine, because I just feel like a little gray rain cloud all the time. <laughs> right like what well, is yeah that might, yeah that's, might well, be, that's different but like you know when your energy but... levels are kind of like blah all the time and you just like make yourself go to the gym when you feel blah and then yeah yeah like I think... what is that how do you, how can you like what are some of the like concrete signs that you're suffering from like excessive fatigue kind of consistently. Yeah. Excessive fatigue would be something like, you know, you wake up and you really can't shake that like sleepiness. Like your brain mm -hmm. never fully wakes up. Sure. Yeah. Um, it could also be, you know, if you constantly just feel like you're yawning, you're lethargic, you have brain mm -hmm. fog 
all throughout the day. Cause I, okay. I don't want to say like, Oh, if you always feel tired at 3 PM and you reach for a coffee, like that doesn't always mean that you you have excessive fatigue. It just mm-hmm. means that, that, I mean, there are a lot of things that that could indicate, but if you do feel tired often throughout the day, you just feel like there's almost this like foggy cloud around your energy mm-hmm. levels and you feel not really with it those are some good signs and indicators yeah. that you are like pretty pretty tired and your body just doesn't have the fuel it needs to do things um another yep. thing that's like not it's not a sign of fatigue but it can go hand in hand if you notice that you don't have a bowel movement like pretty every day. well every day especially but like if in the morning or like by midday, it feels like that's not happening, even if you've had ample time and space to make that happen, sometimes that might mean that your metabolism is slow to start. And that could also be related to your under eating and your fatigue as well. Oh, wow. Um. Also, just as a PSA, I don't know if people know this because I guess like it's not a polite conversation, but Kaylin, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you should have a bowel movement every day. That's that's like right. Yeah, that's normal. If like, you don't, that's like kind of bad, right? It's not necessarily bad. It can be bad if it's you know many days. Like if you go multiple days without a bowel movement, like you probably could have that as an indicator for you too to like focus on your nutrition, focus on your hydration, also your Mm -hmm. stress levels. Like those are all things that go hand in hand, but you ideally normal bowel movements are considered at least once daily. Like there's a certain texture, there's a certain like color, like those are all things that go hand in hand. Look at the Bristol chart, Bristol stool chart. That's we'll link to that. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) one that will help indicate like what's, normal because get into descriptions yeah like obviously we're not going like oh hey I don't feel like I'm normal today what was your bowel movement like (laughs) yeah I mean I have these conversations because I'm this is me but I also think that it's yeah it's a good consideration so definitely uh that's part of part of the puzzle okay perfect all right nice number three so (laughs) number three um, wait, sorry, we got so far off on the uh, bowel movement train. That honestly, <laughs> okay, so number three for you was you experience excessive fatigue. Um, Correct. And we discussed some of the symptoms, and that's how we wandered there. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm with it. I also, speaking of like colds and just feeling a little uh, foggy. Um, yeah, I I'm on I'm on cold medicine right now. I don't know what's Aww. happening. It's been like you know when you're just like, is this allergies or is it a cold? What's happening? What are we doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. It could be both. Um, but <laughs> in any case, I'll tell you my number Horrible. three. Brain, let's go. Um, okay, <laughs> this one is spicy. Um, Ooh. but I think you will recognize this as soon as I say it. So, uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. So you're pretending not to care about getting better faster, but you actually do. Uh, Yeah. And I'm just going to say it. I think the people that I've talked to that like talk the most shit about training or like make fun of people for training or all these things are triggered as fuck because they feel like training is not something that they think they could reliably stick to. So they're dicks about it. Oh, wow. Not always. I I also think there's some people that are genuinely like, I think there's totally a time and a place in the sport of climbing to be like, 
I have so much shit going on in my life. I don't like necessarily sure. care to be good th- at this. I'm just having fun. Like I experienced that when I like first started getting into like the dance classes I've been taking. I'm like, I'm literally just coming here for fun. Like, yes, I would like to get better, but that's not on my priority list right now. And I fucking meant it. I was like, I do want to get better at this, but just like not now. Right. So I think there's totally a time where people are honestly just like, yeah, like training seems cool. Getting better seems cool. That's not where I'm at right now. But I also think there's sometimes where you're lying to yourself. Hmm, where you're like I do care but I'm scared that if I tried and I didn't get better or I'm scared that if I tried and like failed to stick to it or I'm scared that if I tried and like you know still wasn't able to do xyz that I would feel like upset and it would like mean something about me that even if I train I'm still like not where I want to be and so you like don't do it because well it's like you don't want this additional sense of failure in your life because like yeah you want to be able to still blame it on not training like you want to be like, oh, well, I, w- I could do that yeah. if I would train, but I just don't have the time. Right. Right. But you want to be able to leave that excuse there. Well, so I think <laughs> like, OK, I'm not going to I'm not saying obviously that training is like therapy, but I feel like there's a similarity here that I just thought of. Mm-hmm. And like the same goes with with nutrition, too. But like something my therapist has said to me a number of times and I might butcher it, but it's something like. Your not ready to show up for your teacher until you're ready to be the student. So Mm. if you feel like, you know, you're not ready to hear the things that a therapist is going to say to you at some point, you might be like, that therapist sucked. They didn't know what they were saying, but like maybe someone two years later could say the same thing and you'd be like, yeah, that clicks. And the same thing I think could be said for training, like, and nutrition, obviously, but like when you're ready, you're ready when you're not, you're not and like yeah that's no it. i mean i think that's like totally a thing but in any case um if if me saying that bothered you at all that's a <laughs> sign that maybe i like struck a nerve and that you're like fuck i actually do care um i also think there's this like weird cool kid mentality that like per- <laughs> is pervasive you know what i mean like yeah. the cool kid mentality it's like i don't even care I don't even care. I don't care like, about whatever. I'm just too cool to give a fuck about anything. No. Yeah. Care. Coolest Do- person in the room syndrome is a thing. And I think right. in climbing, it runs rampant. And oh, yeah. Like, people want to be able to brag that they're, like, doing whatever without training. But it's like, like I don't even train. I don't, I don't even, even train. I, I just take serious every day this week yeah. for one meal. And I'm just, it's not even affecting me. It's like, okay, well. Okay. That's great. Cool Stop for you. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do care, and I'm fine saying that. So, like, yep. not not that I'm saying you have cool kid syndrome, but if that like struck a nerve with you at all, and you're like, you know, you say things like, "Oh, this is just for fun," or like, "Oh, this is just that." Maybe that's true for you, or maybe you actually like do give a shit, and you kind of want to see what happens when you do try harder at getting better. Um, so this mm. is my invitation to you to kind of like explore that within yourself. Um, love that and it's very possible that I also think the idea that training isn't fun or precludes you from having fun is like kind of bizarre to me because some of my most fun sessions that I ever have are when like I figure something out or when I like toy with a new movement thing or when I like you know whatever like things that are like training is playing too like part of getting better at climbing is like fucking around and like playing with things and like experimenting and like being creative and not caring and like that's training and that's fun um so and also post-workout endorphins when you just tried really hard those are also fun and they make you feel really good um and like 
there's a lot of things about training that are super fun. So I think the idea that you're like a no fun, hardcore, whatever is like, I don't think that's also true. (laughs) I mean, there's so much to be said too about like training for climbing to build skills and then training just to build like foundational strength. Yeah, you know, like and I you think, need to have a combination of things. Yeah, like if you're like, I don't want to train for climbing necessarily, or if like that doesn't feel comfortable for you yet, I imagine like strength training might be a good avenue to not really like put all your eggs in the like, I want to get it better at climbing basket because it's like you're doing something else. It's still connected, yeah. but not like as immediate of like a A plus B equals C. Right. Yeah. Although I do think people are honestly more resistant to the like off the wall hangboarding lifting kind of stuff if you just want to go rock climbing because rock climbing is really fun. But yeah. Totally. So anywho, that's my number three. You're pretending not to care about getting better, but you actually do care <laughs> on the inside. So. Yep. All right. Well, should we take it to break, Caitlin? Let's take a break. You know what movie scenes really spoke to me growing up? The makeover montages, like Lizzie McGuire going on a shopping spree with her pop star icon twin, or Caddy Heron's good girl gone bad transformation in Mean Girls, or better yet, Anne Hathaway's iconic bangs in The Devil Wears Prada. I actually tried out those bangs in eighth grade. Turns out they don't look so hot when you have a massive cowlick in the middle of your forehead. Anyways, the fact is that I love a good makeover. I like seeing how a few simple tweaks can lead to a stunning before and after. And though I'm no Hollywood fashion guru, I've started a little makeover game of my own. With training plans, of course. Every week, I take an audience member's training plan and offer the adjustments needed to take it from alright to excellent. Inside of the weekly training plan makeover, I take you step-by-step through the how and why behind my recommendations that you can watch in a short, actionable video. The catch. This is only available to those on my email list. So if you want to get the weekly training plan makeover delivered straight to your inbox, or maybe even get a training plan makeover of your own, then make sure to get signed up for the weekly training plan makeover at the link in our show notes. Okay, Caitlin, tell me your number two. My number two is sort of built upon my last three uh, with unexplained fatigue, frequent injuries or illness, and also feeling sore all the time, not seeing results. But this one should not surprise you because of that. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. I put this one in a different category because I feel like it deserves its own takeaway. But decreased performance shouldn't be a surprise but if you yeah like if you notice I'll just I'll give like a description of what I mean if you notice that you have a drop in performance um so you're not as able to do as much uh Mm -hmm. you're struggling to complete routes maybe you're feeling more fatigued earlier than usual yeah um your performance in general like not only with how you're climbing but how you approach climbing could be a sign that your nutrition doesn't support your physical demands. Is this like more of an acute thing? Like, or is it kind of both? Like, let's say you usually feel fine for a certain training session. And then one day you just feel really crappy. Um, And I'm not saying mm-hmm. 
but like maybe you think about your nutrition you're like oh because i haven't eaten in three hours or oh because my breakfast was like way less food than normal or something like so it can be acute or like it can be like a long-term consequence so there's like two two heads to the same coin or two sides to the same coin you you could either feel like your performance is gradually decreasing over time Mm -hmm. or on this given day your performance might feel worse than others so in those two instances it could be nutrition to explain like long-term changes in performance I would not always, but I would very strongly suggest focusing on your nutrition in that situation. However, if it's acute and you notice it the day of, I I would say there are a number of things you need to consider because it could mm-hmm. just not be your day. Like, I don't want to yeah. say that decreased performance time, is yeah. always nutrition, but it for really sure. could be. Like, it, it could be that that day you just didn't have enough energy for, you know, that session it's or you know so many some days are just like weird like no matter yeah. I always tell my athletes this it's like the out of every 10 sessions three will be totally amazing three will be average and then like or no six will be like average three will be amazing and one is gonna be like hot garbage mm-hmm. um yeah like sometimes even if you do all the things even if you've had like three rest days in a row for whatever reason, like we can't, we can't predict. I think it's like Tom Herbert, useful coach, like made an analogy that's like the body is like a weather system. Like it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. There's a billion different things. Like some days you're just gonna suck, but it seems like to Caitlin's point, if it's like consistently your performance is declining, like look at nutrition. Another thing I want to add to that too, um, just because Caitlin, I know rock climbers, we're fucking dramatic. <laughs> it's very we are so quick to be hard on ourselves when we have no data that we're actually doing that much worse than we think we are right so that's why I would encourage you to like log some things or just have some kind of notes because sometimes you'll just like be in one of those moods where you're just like I'm terrible and you're like that like uh office meme where uh Steve Carell's just like swinging on the swing set by himself like it's like that feeling where you're just like everything's bad nihilism when it's like you are not doing objectively that much worse uh than your last time <laughs> or something yeah. so it's like yeah it's hard to say because I think sometimes we're we're not good at being the judge of our own progress but like if you have notes and you're like I'm feeling like perhaps things are taking a turn in the wrong direction hopefully you have some notes you can look back on to be like nope i'm fine or "Mm, yes like usually like something's up and i need to well i also think take a look (laughs) like inadequate nutrition can also affect your perception too because it can affect your mood so if you're going into that (laughs) session that's really interesting you have like the worst session ever and you're like god i fucking suck i should just quit climbing meanwhile you sent like v10 yesterday believe me i i know someone this has happened to and i'm like bro (laughs) my my guy (laughs) my dude like you're you're fine but also like i understand that because you can go into the session, maybe you had a really busy day and like maybe you didn't sleep all that good and you had a fight with your partner and something happened at work. Like name the thing and it could have mm-hmm. impacted your day and become a big struggle. And then you go to the gym and you're like, I sent V10 yesterday. I'm going to be amazing. And then you chuff 
hard on the wall and like nothing works and you're like god I suck but okay you forgot your afternoon snack you haven't eaten since breakfast or maybe you did have a snack and it's just like it wasn't enough to keep you going or like there's so many factors there and it might just not have been the day but yeah like if you if you notice like you're having good sessions followed by like really tragic bad (laughs) sessions like your perspective of that could really be affected by your nutrition too and like how you feel about food, your relationship with food, but also your body. Yeah, that's wild. Like, yeah, a lot of this stuff is like kind of hard to identify. So hopefully you all are able to introspect effectively because this definitely takes like a little bit of your (laughs) intuition and a little bit of like you taking some good notes on yourself and your nutrition. So Lauren, people don't overanalyze everything like we do. (laughs) weird uh or no they just look at one data point and then extrapolate to infinity and then freak out (laughs) oh i do that too but i also overanalyze yes no i'm getting better (laughs) i it's so funny um what am i i i love challenging athletes when they like say uh i'll give i'll give an example for one of my athletes in sends giving so he's doing um just the ways that we like say bad things about ourselves when it's like not true Uh, so he's doing like a really hard thing where I'm making him like ladder up and down with his feet on to failure on the campus board um it's great for practicing the headspace that you're in when you're getting pumped out of your mind um and it's good for building endurance and so he made a comment that was just like I'm just not good at staying in the pain cave but he's like you know failing at about like 70 seconds which is a substantial amount of time to be getting violent yeah and like we can obviously you know the goal is to progress and make it make make it so he can like hang on even longer but he's like i'm just not good at staying in the pain cave and then i'm like my man at about 30 (laughs) seconds where would you rank your level of like pain or like how intense it feels in your forearms and how much you want to like come off he's like oh i feel like eight out of ten like i would love to drop off the campus board and And i'm like another 40 seconds That makes and sense. And I was like, I think the phrase, I'm not good at staying in the pain cave is not correct here. I think the phrase is, I am I am in a place where I can stay in the pain cave for about 40 seconds, but I want to be able to stay in it longer and I need to figure out how. So like your language totally. really doesn't matter, but we're so good at like picking ourselves apart um, or, you know, assuming that like our yeah. endurance isn't good or like whatever. So yeah, we definitely need like to challenge the negative discussions we have with ourselves, but it's definitely right. harder to do that if you're hangry as fuck. So yeah, you can't <laughs> roast yourself if you haven't had any. Yeah, food. have a snack like, first. Yeah, no one goes into those roasts uh, f- under fuel. That's why they have it at like a banquet hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> amazing. Okay. Ay ay ay. We're on your number two now, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. On on to mine. Right. Okay. So. This one might feel ironic to some of you because a lot of times when people are like, I want to train, but I just don't have the time. This one's for you, because if you are low on time, but you care to keep progressing, that's actually like the most important time that you need to be training. Because if you do want to progress, but you know that you have limited time, the time that you do have needs to be spent wisely and as potently as possible to get you where you need to go so I yeah like I remember having this discussion um with one of my athletes now that oh she's so cool she's like a professional uh clarinetist and so she was like I'm going to audition season and I feel like I'm gonna have like a lot less time than I did um during this part of the year and I'm just really worried that like I'm not gonna have time for a training plan I'm like the thing is the time's gonna pass 
either way, and you do have some time to train. So do you want to spend the time you do have training, like really moving the needle forward? Or do you want to spend the time you do have to train, like just, you know, letting the hours go by at the gym or letting your hour at the gym go by without having like real focus. And she was like, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And like, there's definitely been some ups and downs um, and some stuff like, her clarinet broke and so that's oh big. god that's like i was like that's like the equivalent of like my laptop and my phone breaking i'm like you just can't do your <laughs> job so like obviously that's stressful Truly. but like there's been some bumps in the road and it's been hard but i'm always like listen if you can learn to train and like still get something done when your life is chaos when you have a lot of time it's fucking cake so right. like and if you work with a coach when like that it's like so funny but every time the first time i reached out to get a coach and like start a training plan and work with blake was when i was like in the middle of starting Good Spray, working my full-time job, and, like, trying to train for, like, my first ever big climbing road trip. And I was like, yeah, this seems crazy because I barely have time to, like, sleep and eat right now. But I also know that (laughs) time's going to pass. I'm either going to somehow fit training in or I'm not. So I might as well get some help to, like, actually do it. Um, Right. Like, I always reach for support when I know I'm going to be, like, low on time and stressed out because otherwise I'm just not going to do anything. And if I work with a coach... It's crazy how much more you get done. So if you're low on time, yeah, that is a great side. But you, if you're low on time, but you care about getting better and you have the energy to like give a shit, even if it isn't the perfect most amount of energy you've ever had in your life, way better to just like do the thing than just say like, oh, I'll get started later. Because like the time's going to pass either way. Are you going to give a decent effort at training or are you just going to like wait until later? Yeah, that's a, I feel like that's a really good point because like, why not make the most of the time that you do have versus dwelling on the fact that you have no time and then you're just dicking around like, right. That's yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could be a really common pitfall. Totally. Which is why like, okay, the gal that I'm working with, um, for my like ski training program, she was like, do you still want to start the first two weeks of October? And I was like, Am I going to be in Europe on my honeymoon? Yes. Am I in the mood for some chaos and adaptability and flexibility and like a fun challenge where like I try to show up for this, but do it as probably imperfectly as I'm ever going to do it? Yeah. But now I'm back and I'm like basically, you know, I'm almost like three weeks ahead of where I would have been if I would have just been like getting started now, because then I would have come back from vacation and been like, oh, wait, 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 work's crazy. I have to like get caught up on all this stuff I should start now and then it'd be like oh wait 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 the whole like I could just see like the dominoes falling if I didn't just say like fuck it I'm just gonna get started and it was fine and I didn't do everything perfectly and I like definitely did some sessions where I was like I'm gonna do this but at half the volume or I don't have the equipment for this because there is no gym in this hotel or like whatever but like I was still like well I'm gonna do my best and it's gonna be like a B minus effort I would give it I still did every <laughs> session um but yeah and it was like good and now I'm ahead and it's fine so I'm not saying start tra- a new training plan on vacation but as a coach I was like this is the fun challenge let's see if I can walk the walk and I fucking did so yeah but anyways low on nice. time love it low on time time to start training weird maybe counterintuitive but sometimes no. <laughs> it is the way <laughs> like, yeah I think I think I agree with you actually yeah <laughs> if you have the energy if you are so stressed out that you like can't even like feed yourself like obviously that's a different story but yeah if you, obviously like, reprioritize reprioritize like you need to like you know cover your bases first but if you're like I could maybe do it or I could maybe not like I bet you'll find a way to make it work if you just like pull the trigger and go so yeah yep. yeah love it 
perfect. Okay. <gasps> We're on to okay. number one. Caitlin. Number one. Okay. My number one is sort of, there's sort of like two for one. Okay. Like they sort of go hand in hand. It's a, it is a BOGO. A um, BOGO. <laughs> Squeezing six in against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this one, it has some, like there are instances where I think you can have one the, without the other. Um, so mm. I think it's really important to talk about it. But overall, the overarching theme of my number one is random, quote, random symptoms. <laughs> If you have random symptoms, I'm just going to rattle off a few, like disrupted sleep, shitty sleep, changes in your digestion. Me. Stop. Well, you have some other things going on, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just been a weird last couple of weeks where my body's like, what times are we in? What's going on? Right. Like this is, this is a little different, but (laughs) like if you have Symptoms after meals, sure. Loss of menstrual cycle, changes to your mental health, trouble focusing, dramatic weight loss. I think it's really important that you be a little bit more intentional about your nutrition, but also be mindful of these signs that your body is trying to tell you like, hey, something's not right. I'm We're not upset. doing okay. What about like headaches? Totally. Or like, yeah. like of the tension variety. Or any I mean, headaches. and I would say headaches, migraines, like those probably mm-hmm. go in this category. I mean, these are just a few symptoms. Like there oh, are right. There's all kinds of random symptoms. There are many, many I'm symptoms. I'm trying to think of weird stuff. Hair loss, hives. Well, yeah. The, okay, I'm just saying are... things. This is not fact. I'm just not. I'm sorry. I'm so, don't listen <laughs> but it, to me. Listen but to if Caitlin. you have if you have symptoms that seem random, you're like weird. This just came out of nowhere. Yet you're also training really hard and maybe you're noticing some injuries maybe you're noticing some performance challenges maybe your nutrition is something that you either are very intentional about or unintentional I do think though that symptoms are your body's signal to say we need help something's not right Mm -hmm. like it's worth addressing and the part that I'm I mentioned was kind of tied here Mm -hmm. is that with these symptoms, you may or may not also have a poor relationship with food, mm. maybe fear of foods, may be a poor relationship with your body. So I don't want to say a blanket statement that anyone who experiences symptoms should also address these things because you may not have any any particular concern with food. But also if you do, I mean, I think in the certain circumstance I mentioned with like random symptoms, you don't really seem to have a, you know, any bad relationship with food or your body. It's still important to address your nutrition so you can Mm -hmm. feel good again because you just might be under eating. And in the situation where you're also feeling like you have a poor relationship with food, you have uh, maybe a poor relationship with your body, you have fears of foods. That might be a situation where I don't want to say you got to get serious about your nutrition because you might not be ready yet. So I think yeah. this is where I say with the caveat about like something else. <laughs> well, you might just need to like be at a point where you feel ready to address it because maybe you're mm-hmm. not ready. We don't want to push you overboard when you're not quite comfortable. This is a good time point to start talking to a therapist who can 
hopefully help you in a very non-judgmental way. That's that's the point of therapy. Because mm-hmm. if you are struggling with something, it's not helpful to dive right into your nutrition because sometimes that can trigger things when you're not quite ready to address it. But I think that's why I have this like sort of tied spot for number one where it's like mm-hmm. if you have these underlying thoughts and feelings about your body, when you're ready, it can be helpful then to address it. But if you don't have these underlying thoughts and feelings, I would probably make an intentional shift to address your nutrition because feeling like you're having these symptoms, again, is just a sign mm-hmm. that something could be or your nutrition is not addressing your needs. So yeah, that's, that's can number you tell one. us like what it might look like to have a like less than ideal relationship with what you eat or like a less than ideal relationship with like how your body looks or your body image like what are some of the like things people do or experience when either of those things are true yeah that's a that's a really good question because I think a lot of people are like oh you know they don't realize they're like oh I do that and that that's didn't know that was a thing um, Mm -hmm. because it's not like we're talking about this with a lot of people Um, but if you find yourself For example, labeling foods as good or bad. You feel some food guilt for eating certain foods. Um, And I don't just mean like, you know, the occasional like, "Mm, I probably didn't need that extra piece of cake, like whatever. But like a lot of people when they have that extra piece might feel like really, really negative like towards themselves on it and like keep fixate, thinking about it for like think about it maybe feel like you need to go exercise it off if you feel this compulsion for over exercise you feel like there's this perfectionist tendency around your nutrition your overall diet and um you know it could be maybe you you mirror pick you like pick and fixate on things in the mirror that you perceive as a flaw um you feel like you maybe restrict calories because you ate a lot yesterday or what you perceive to be Mm -hmm. a lot. You struggle to not restrict on rest days. You feel like Mm. this uh, sort of this discomfort in your body. You want to cover up. You you know, there's so much there and it looks different for everybody. But if you feel some type of way about food that prevents you from freely enjoying it. And if you fixate on how your body appears um, related to food or maybe not, but you feel like there's something to change and it takes up a lot of brain space, that's when I'd say, you know, like addressing your nutrition may have additional challenges and that's okay, but it can be really helpful to you know, talk to, talk to someone first, see if you're ready, but get support when you're ready. And that, that will be a helpful next step for you. Cause we don't, like I said, we don't want to like rush anybody into it Mm -hmm. if they're also not themselves there yet where they can say like, I want to address this. Yeah. 100%. I remember it was like, I forget. It was some like hit workout program yada yada that I was following and I remember like the girl in the video saying something like uh just so you know like this workout probably only burns off like one or two Oreos so like don't go uh. like right like that kind of thing and I remember 
I don't know, just like that awful calories in, calories out. Not that that's like an illegitimate concept, but just, you know, the like awful math of like, oh my God, I can't believe I ate that. Now I know exactly how much exercise I need to do to like burn that off. And then when you're like, fitness programming is echoing that kind of shit and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my yeah God, it's awful like but yeah I feel like if you're doing that kind of math in your head and you can't just like have a cookie and be like great had a cookie and you don't need to like make it like if you can just eat a cookie and not make a comment about it that you're yeah. probably good <laughs> one <laughs> cookie like, is not gonna impact like anything yeah truly like it's fine um yeah but yeah just uh yeah that kind of wild stuff is not great it's everywhere <laughs> yep <laughs> but yeah just you know be be honest with yourself if you have symptoms uh there's likely a nutrition component there and whether you're ready to address it or not is up to you mm-hmm. so exactly that's that okay lauren okay. You're number one, please. (laughs) Okay. So I do want to call out that like maybe some of my like previous four have been a little bit on the negative. It's like you're not having this or you're not feeling that or like you're not this and that. Um, But I want to say that the most like we want to make our decisions out of like love and empowerment and like excitement. Yeah. Yeah, Like not out of like, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid that if I don't do it that I'm going to keep getting injured. Right. Like it's like, no, it should be like. I'm going to train because I care about my body and I want it to be able to function. And I'm like excited to feel really good. Right. Like that's where we want to be coming from with our training. Because if you're training out of being afraid of losing something or afraid of getting quote out of shape or whatever that means, like, you know, that's not the best motivator. Why are you doing Um, it in the first place? (laughs) Right. Like fear is a decent motivator, but what's going to be more powerful and also more fun and just less stressful is like being motivated out of what I'm about to say. So my the number one sign that it's time to like take your training more seriously is that you see climbs that are currently out of your reach um but you feel really motivated to be able to climb them someday like you feel inspired like you watch people in the gym that can like climb on stuff or on terrain that you can't currently climb on or like you see climbs outside that you're like that looks so fucking cool I want to be able to like climb on that or you look at pictures of like pretty places in Spain or whatever and you're like gosh I would love to be able to like climb there but I need to work on my roof skills to be able to do that like that is the perfect sign when you're like this seems so cool and I want to be able to do that and I feel like motivated by that like that's the number one sign that Mm -hmm. like if you're feeling that like take your do yourself a favor take your training more seriously and don't like don't not follow your climbing dreams because like Everything you want out of climbing is on the other side of you feeling like intimidated, a little bit scared, and like maybe something's not possible. Mm. Like everything you want to do is on the other side of that feeling. And you wouldn't be like afraid or like vaguely stressed out about it, uh, you know, if it wasn't something that you like actually cared about. So if you're feeling psyched and you're like, this seems really cool and I actually want to be able to do it, but I'm also like a little nervous that maybe I can't that's the perfect that's the perfect energy to take into like starting a new way of training or like getting into training climbing training in the first place so there's my number one Um, I love that yeah that's 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 so like sugar and spice and everything nice yep (laughs) so we were kind of tough lovey on you but that's the biggest thing (laughs) um yeah yeah okay I think it's important 
<laughs> yeah. So, Caitlin, do you want to recap your top five, and then I will do the same so that we have a nice, yes. we tie a nice bow on this. Okay. So, starting at number five, working your way up. Go. Okay. Number five, sore all the time, not seeing results, maybe muscle atrophy, things like that. Number four, frequent injuries or illness. Number three is unexplained fatigue. Number two is decreased performance related to a number of things. Um, And this could be, again, remember, acute or it could be this long-term effect. And then number one is random symptoms and whether you have a um, particular feeling about food or your body can indicate, uh, you know, other things that you may want to address with those symptoms. But ultimately, it's a good time um, to focus on nutrition and all of these uh, different signs would be, I think, in my very biased <laughs> approach, <laughs> that it's a very good time to focus on your nutrition because a lot of times this is the must- missing puzzle piece and um, something that a lot of people, once they address, resolve a lot of other issues. So, yeah, it kind of yeah. sounds like if you feel crappy in any sort of way, Contrary to society telling you that, oh, it's just because you're old or on your period or whatever, it actually (laughs) doesn't need to be that way. Um, You actually can feel like good and energized. Right. Well, (laughs) I will. Okay. Just because you said periods. Um, Also, if you're someone who's like, oh, it's because I don't have enough testosterone. Could also be because you're not eating. Just going to put that out there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. Okay. Yes. I love that. Um, okay. So a recap of my my five. So number five, you feel like you're constantly struggling with injury. Number four, what you've been doing feels stagnant, stale, or overly routine. Number three, you're pretending not to care about getting better faster, but you actually do care. Number two, you are low on time, but you still want to keep progressing. And number one, you see climbs that are out of your reach right now that you would like to be able to do someday. So there you have it. Um, Caitlin, let's see. So it's like mid-November at the time that this episode is being released. Is there anything you want to tell people about or remind people of? Black Friday is Woo! coming. So yep. I think Black Friday is a really cool time. If you, if anything here really stood out to you and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I'd like I to focus on this. I could stuff. <laughs> I could get behind that. I could hang. <laughs> then, you know, I think Black Friday is something worth waiting for because good things come to those who wait. So yes. I'm just going to leave it at that because mm-hmm. I know that there will be, uh, for me, a trickle, trickle out effect of things. Mm. So I want you to stay tuned, but I have some really cool deals coming up and I'm excited to share them with you. Sick. I love that. Um, as for me, I will also be doing, I believe I will be doing, you know, at the time this is being recorded, I'm presently planning on doing like a 72 hour Black Friday sale on my self-guided programs. The deals will be very good. I haven't decided the exact percent off I'm giving you, but it will be like substantial um, and a great deals time. Will to, deals will be dealing. Deals will be dealing for sure. Um, and the cool thing is too, like, let's say you get a program but you're like I don't really plan to start until January because Christmas is bonkers totally fair um those lights aren't gonna hang themselves up right um so yeah so you can get a plan and then like start it in the new year so now is a great time to uh get set up to start your uh 2024 training cycle off right so 
state. And then depending on when this is being released and how things are going, I think I will be done doing any promotion on custom plans, but perhaps that changed and I still have a few sales spots left. So just look at the link in our show notes um, and my website and that should have uh, anything you need to know. But yes, stay tuned for news um, on my Black Friday sales. They will be promoted on the Instagram and also on my email list and yeah, and stuff. So there you have it. Okay. Well, Caitlin, shall we wrap it up there? I think we can. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, until next time, everyone, keep it it average. average. Caitlin here. We hope this episode got you psyched to step up your game. Now I'll close us out with some exciting announcements and our production credits. Feeling like it's time for a nutrition tune-up? Good news because I have resources galore. From eBooks and self-paced courses to one-on-one coaching, there are tons of ways to find nutrition support from me. You can learn more at my website at www.caitlinholmes.com. The Average Climber podcast is hosted by me, Caitlin, and my co-host, Lauren. You can find us on Instagram at The Average Climber Podcast for antics between episodes and updates on when new episodes are coming out. You can also find me on Instagram at Dirtbag Nutritionist and Lauren on her Instagram over at Good Spray Coaching. Editing for this episode was done by Josh Hatley. The music for this episode was created and produced by Devin Dabney. The Average Climber Podcast is a part of the Plugtone Audio Collective. Head on over to PlugtoneAudio.com to learn more about the other shows on the network.